Welcome back to Nerds RPG Variety Cast. I'm your host, Jason. Today on System Sunday, I'm going to discuss Matthew Finch's Demon Spore, The Secret of the Shrooms. This is billed as a Swords and Wizardry Adventure Module for four to eight characters, level three to six. And although it says it's an adventure module, it's actually two separate adventures that can be run separately or together. You can mix and match. If you're going to run both of them, you probably should run them in order, but there's really no reason to run both. You could do one or the other. Well, that's not true. There is a reason. They're both great adventures, but you know, it's modular is the point. And it even gives you modular ways to include it into your campaign, your existing campaign. You can plug this into an existing dungeon. You have different ways to encounter it. If you want people to encounter it without going through a dungeon, there are ways to do that. So it's really cool. I, I'm always hesitant to talk about modules on my show because I don't want to ruin them. Even if you're the jam that's going to run this thing, you know, there's some level of joy when you read a module and discover things for yourself. And I don't want to ruin that, but I want to give an idea of this. So there are going to be light spoilers for this set of modules and or set of adventures. And so I will apologize for that, but I, I've got to discuss some things, but I'm really not going to go in a lot of depth. What I will say is, if you like OSR games, then you should buy Demon Sports. It's a they're two great adventures, easy to plug in your existing campaign. I think it's a lot of fun. It is not designed for murder hobos. In fact, a smart party can get through a lot of this without combat, especially with the first one. You know, the, the first adventure in here could be pretty low combat if the party wants it to be, depending. I mean, there's random encounters and other things in here. But you don't you can be smart and, and do parlaying and build alliances and there are options to do all that kind of thing in this. It doesn't just have to be go in and kill everything. And in fact, it's going to be a lot harder if the party tries to do that. It levels three to six, I think is accurate. The, so I know some people, some OSR groups only ever get to like fourth or fifth or maybe sixth level. And then they kind of restart Rob C over down the heap talks about that with his group, so this would be a high-level module for his group. For other groups, this would be a medium-level module. But either way, I, I think it's a pretty good module. I think it would be helpful if the players are used to working with each other before you do this. I mean, you could start a campaign with this, but I probably wouldn't have this as the first session or two. I'd probably have something else, you know, so people kind of get settled in with each other, even if you started them a higher level before you went into this. Um, I'm going to talk about the book layout some. So this is available in Lulu, and there's links in the show notes, of course, where you can get it. I've got the print copy and the PDF. The print copy is 83 pages, and I'll talk about it here real quickly. Interestingly enough, what he's done is the title page, when you open, there's nothing on the inside covers. The cover art is color art, and the back is, is just a little comment which really just applies to the second adventure. And then the interior, we have some black and white art. The artist is Jason Sch Schultes and does a great job. The art in here is wonderful. It's very evocative. It's not overpowering though. The art is pretty sparse. I probably should go through and count them, but there's not that many pieces of art in here. But the art that's in here is well done. And it's definitely something where you know, kind of gets the GM thinking and 
and gets them in the right mindset. And if you need to, you could turn it around and show it to the players. This is what you see kind of thing. But it's not a ton of art in here. But what art is, what art isn't here is good. What I was going to say about the title page, you know, the, when you turn that first page, it's actually zero. So page one is actually your page with the credits and, and all that. And page two, we actually start with the, the prose for the, you know, the introduction, death of a, well, with the introduction and all. So it, it's really good. And basically the first 30 pages are the first adventure. And then the second, or the remainder of the book is the, the rest of the adventure. Or the second adventure, I should say. He does a couple great things with this book that I'm sure you've seen other places. But for me, I thought they were very well done. One is, there's a great explanation. This is, of course, set underground. You're, and you're exploring different areas underground and with groups that live underground. And if you're underground 24 hours a day then you don't have day and night. So how do you handle that? And he talks about how one, one of the societies you're going to encounter handles that, he, and how it affects encounter tables, and how it's going to affect the, the characters and their interactions with them. So it's really cool. It, it's really succinct the way it's handled, but it's very well done. So I, I really like that. That's, of course, in the beginning in the intro of the book. It's on page three five where he, where he talks about that and the other thing he does is he gives you charts in here to now you're going to make your own probably but these are to help track monsters with there are certain areas where different monsters are going to maybe have different abilities and maybe ways to track that so he gives you that but the other thing he does is at the end of the module the first module here he gives you a list of all the monsters where they're at in the game or, you know, in the map, you know, where what areas they're in, and then what their alliances are, and if there's a big pitched battle, how they react. So which ones are allied with who, who would come to support who, who can be brought to support who, that, that kind of thing. And then, of course, if you, you can use this big chart to, to tick off, so if, you know, three of these things are taken out in a random encounter, you know they're not going to be in that area when you go to that area later. So it helps you track all that, and, and that's very much appreciated as well. So it's, it's just very well thought out. To, to give you an idea of the prose and, ha and the writing style that Mr. Finch brings to this, I'm going to read you the first paragraph of the background. Now, this is mainly for the DM, and, and, but I, you're not gonna re this isn't going to give anything away at all, so I don't think there's a spoiler, but it gives you an idea of the writing style for the module. Deep beneath the ground, in those regions where the echoes of mankind's feet are seldom heard, where even firelight is a bizarre intruder from a long-forgotten place, the foes of mankind breed and multiply. It is a realm of dark chaos, for these creatures of echoing deeps count each other as rivals and enemies. It is a place without peace, a place without virtues, a place where every countenance of evil is to be found in sluggish tupor stirring restlessly in the dreams of cruelty and hatred. So it kind of gives you an idea of the writing in here. And he, and he doesn't use, you know, $5 words throughout. He does, but not in every, you know, it, it's readable. It's totally understandable. And it, it's just very well done. It does use box text for the encounter areas. There's 
a bit over 40 encounter areas or encounters in the first adventure, and there's a bit over 100, around 100 in the second. There, there is box text for the different areas. You, you don't have to use it. Um, there are the monsters. He has a if a monster is in an area, it has a, a short monster description in there that has all the stats you need, so you don't have to look somewhere else. It's there. This is from 2011, and this is before VTTs got huge and and all you know the way nowadays modules come VTT maps and all that. The maps are all in the back. So what we have the first 30 pages of the first first adventure. And the beginning of the first adventure, the first couple pages gives you an overview. It gives you the background, gives the DM, the referee, as they call them here, the overview. They, they give you the major plot points, and they give you some ideas how to put it in your campaign. Now, they, also, they don't give you all the points. And they say if you want to know all the... Because he expects you to read this whole adventure before you run it. But at least the first 30 pages. But what he does is if, if you wanted to get all the plot points before you read it start to finish, he gives you the three main areas that have more, you know, background kind of stuff in them so you can read those to get an idea in your head before you read the whole venture. It, it actually, that part of it is actually laid out, laid out pretty well. He has random tables in here for random encounters, for, without ruining it, I can't talk too much about it. Um, okay, so the maps. The maps in here are all in the back of the book. So the first 30 pages of the first dimension. The second 30 pages, or uh, actually it's, what, the second 50 pages or so, 50, 60 pages, are the second adventure. And he does the same thing. He gives you a, a background and referee notes and, and how to kind of get your characters there. But again, he, he does expect you to read through the entire adventure before you run it. Then at the back of the book, after that second adventure... There's a separate part with all the new monsters that are introduced in this module, and there are quite a few. And it gives you kind of like monster manual entries for all those monsters. But like I say, the stats of the monsters are built in the entry, so you don't have to turn to this back section during the game. But it gives you more information on those creatures in the back if you're going to incorporate them into your you know, other games or do whatever with them. And then there's a section at the back, so on page 76, for the maps. And... Uh, again, this was before VTTs were huge, so these maps are just referee-facing. They're very good maps. They're, they're very well done. You could take these if you have a PDF, or you could you know, scan or take a picture of it, and you could load it up into, say, Roll20 and line up the Grix heads. These are 10-foot squares. You, you could line it up with the hexes in Roll20. I've done that kind of thing before. So you could load these up and run this in a VTT, but it doesn't provide you VTT maps. You have to do that extra step yourself. It doesn't give you player maps. So all these maps are noted, you know, that like they have room numbers and things. So you would have to deal with that if you're going to show this to players. Uh, but the maps are very well done. They, they look great. Um, they are, so this is mainly in caverns and things like that. So they are kind of odd shaped, which is okay. But... If you're playing Theater of the Mind and you have somebody physically mapping, it could potentially be a challenge sometimes because you have the weird shaped rooms. And of course, my recommendation for that would just be don't worry about trying to exactly duplicate the room. You're not trying to get every little curve and nook and cranny. Just, you know, do a, a circle or a square for that room and 
put exits where they are. But don't worry so much about making an ex exact scale replica of the map. Because with caverns and weird shaped rooms, it's almost impossible to do that. The very last page is the credits page. He thanks a number of people. Um, you know, Jason Schultz for the art. Um, and, and he thanks some other people involved. He nicely does thank Gygax and Arneson. And, um, and then it also has the OGL in the back because there's an OGL module. Okay. So without ruining anything else, all I can tell you is go buy this thing. Um, I, I will give some, some minor spoilers here. I'll, uh, let me play a bit of music from TJ Drennan, and then I'll give a couple minor things you can find in here. But I'm, I'm not going to read through and give spoilers for this because you should buy it. Go, go support Matt Finch. Buy this amazing adventure or set of adventures because it's really cool. But here, I'm gonna, before I play the music, I want to apologize. This is hitting the air late. I wanted to have this out at midnight Eastern time, but it's some tech problems, so it's getting out closer to, it's going to be closer to noon on Eastern time on Sunday, the 23rd of April. Swords and Wizardry has a Kickstarter out right now, the Swords and Wizardry Complete Revised Rulebook, and there's about two days left, about 49 hours left at time of recording. So if you haven't backed that, take a look at it. I... You know, this is going to be published through Mythomir Games. Matt Finch has left Frog God and taken Swords and Wizardry with him. So, And this version doesn't have the OGL in it. It's OGL-free. and it, But it's got quite a number of other changes. It's not just the OGL stripped out. He, he was planning this before the OGL debacle. He, this all was in planning. And, and there's a number of changes in here. New tables, new things. And, and if you like Swords and Wizardry, I definitely think it's worth grabbing a copy of this new version. The other thing I want to mention is there's one other Kickstarter out there that's about to finish that hasn't, it's very close to being funded, but it's not funded yet. And it's a shame because it's a really cool Kickstarter. So I am, I'm going to promote it really quickly. And that is, of course, Severed Fate. Severed Fate is a OSR RPG adventure by... Laurel Nicholson and John Keefe. And I've talked about this briefly before. It's got about a week left. Um, it's about five, four or $500 short of its goal. But the, these were writers for Roll Aids that Mayfair Games did back in the day. Uh, this looks like it'll be a pretty cool adventure. Now, this is a first level venture. You know, sadly, it's not another high level venture. But the art's on there, they, they talk about it. You can go the there's a link in the show notes, so you can go check out the Kickstarter page. Lots of cool stuff there. There's a link to an interview with the authors on the Kickstarter page. Um, this is being backed by Sm Smoldering Dung Games, who do the flipping and turning, the premier AD&D first edition fan magazine. Smoldering Gun Dame Games quality is great. I've got just about everything they've done, and the quality's always been wonderful. I 100%, you know, support and endorse Smoldering Dung Games. And if they endorse this product, I have no problem endorsing it. So I just want to mention that really quickly. And I thank you for your indulgence in my getting this out late. 
I want you to be excellent to each other. And if you want to hear a few spoilers for Demon Spore, stay with me after the music. I don't want to say too much, <laughs> to be honest. I don't want to ruin things. There's all kinds of great new creatures in here. Everything from the, the toad men themselves that are the, the creatures, the main creatures in this, them and the shrooms, which are the evil magicians that you're, you're ultimately fighting against. In the first adventure, you encounter the toad man colony, and, and you can be guests there, and you can make alliances in there and explore, um, which, which is really cool. They, they, but there are a number of creatures. We have land lampreys. We have the granddaddy land lamprey. We have green brains. Um, the veggie pygmies make a comeback. We see them here, which is great. Um, so there's some wonderful magic items in here. There are magic, different magic pools you can drink from. There's the equivalent of like a magic potion factory where you can try to mix potions together with all kinds of good and bad effects. Just just a lot of neat stuff. It's not gonzo, but it's weird. The first adventure is a little more normal with a little bit of weird. Second adventure is definitely much more weird. The blurb on the back uh, cover is actually referring to the second adventure. Establishing themselves in the cysts left by their dead god, a zealot band of shrooms, a race known for bizarre projects and subtle objectives, have now been working for decades on the strangest task of their strange history. They are growing themselves a new god. But it's not gonzo. It's it's definitely weird. Maybe it's a little gonzo, I don't know. Depends how you look at it. But but it's very well do done. The green brains or something, I could definitely see bringing into other modules. I could see bringing a number of these things into the other modules. Or, you know, other adventures that you make. Um, and then we, we encounter ogres and other, you know, kind of normal things as well. But the art in here is great. And again, I don't want to ruin it all. But definitely, th this is a, a high, high recommend. Over on the 10-foot pole blog, this gets a high, high recommend. I'll put a link to that review in the show notes. You can go read it. Uh, the, you know, reviewer over there, 10-foot pole, is very honest and stingy so it's rare that adventures get you, you know two thumbs up and this one definitely does so i i think that's all i'm gonna say i i'm gonna make you go out and read it pick it up and read it um and, and i hope you do because it's an excellent excellent adventure or set of adventures i should say okay that's enough this is going a lot longer than i wanted to so take care having to re-record it didn't help but take care of yourselves and i will talk to you later this week